Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likuti Alochas, Yoradea Chelek Aleph, Hilchas Korcha Uksovas Kaka, Halacha Gimel, Paragraph Gimel. We dedicate the learning today, Leilu Nishmas, Esther Goldabas Rav David, whose yard site is tomorrow on Shabbos, the 16th of Kislev, and for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chavivachana Basgalia, Yusmehendel Basgitaleya, Sorochel Bas Yusmehendel, Avivelon Bas Yusmehendel, Soraleya Bas Chavaliba, Yaakov Yeshua Ben Freindel Rechel, Shlemenisim Ben Mazel Avram Dovid Ben Chana, Hindachasa Bas Chana, Gitigenendel Bas Sipoira, Dovid Lei Ben Shena, Borach Mordechai Ben Tali, Soraleya Bas Chavaliba, Avigail Brocha Bas Shirad Voira, Shirad Voira Bas Miriam, Jonas Ben Hilda, Yehuda ben Soramaya, Chaim ben Rachel, Idis bas Miriam Brindel, Michal Sora bas Hadasa, Tuvye Tzvi ben Chaya Aliza, Eitan Yoel ben Edna, Meir ben Frida, Shimon Eliezer ben Rachel, Yentefradel bas Pesel, Ami ben Chai ben Yehuda Skila, Naomi bat Simcha, Simcha bat Sora, Sora bas Odel, Toiva bas Chavaperel, Besoich Shar Choy Yisrael. Rav Nosenzal says, Vezeh bechinas Isur Srita al Meis. This halacha once again is going on chapter 20, is based on chapter 27 in Likud Yimaran. And, and, and based on what we've been learning till now, Rav Nosenzal says, we'll be able to understand why we're not allowed to scratch our flesh over a dead expressing our grief over a, a person that died. Because although we are required to feel pained over the fact that a Jew passed away, and we are required to mourn the passing away of a Jew, However, the main reason why we eulogize a person who passed away and we mourn over that person is in order to restore the Hadras Ponim, the Sholem. And as we explained in the beginning of this halacha, that when there's Sholem, when there's Hadras Ponem and Sholem, that enables us to draw the entire world close to Hashem. So now Rav Nosanzal is telling us that the main purpose of eulogy and mourning is to restore and draw this Hadras Ponem and Sholem. And he's going to explain this now. That's what the, real eulogy, is, the, the eulogy is really all about. Because as we said earlier, every single Jew has the ability and the power to bring the entire world to tshuva. And to bind and elevate all of the worlds to Hashem. Because every single person is a composite of all the worlds. 
Ki nishmosei min ho'elyoinim v'gufa min atachtoinim. Because our neshama comes from the highest places and our body comes from the lowest places. K'mo yisham rabbi seinuzal, as it says in the Medrash. V'al yidei hiskashrus nafshei v'gufoi hu yochoi l'kasher kol ha'olamois l'karvan l'ashemiz barach. And therefore, when by a Jew, by a human being, whose soul and body are bound together, that enables the person to bind together all of the worlds and to bring them close to Hashem. Ukeshen and when a Jew passes away, the nafshoi oilo lamala, and the soul rises up to a very high place, the gufoi nishar lamata betoichoretz, Whereas the body remains down below on this world, we mourn and we feel terrible over this separation. Because this represents a, a spoilage of the peace that existed between the body and soul when the person was physically alive. Because the, the, binding, the connection, the joining together of the soul and the body is an example of Shalom. Because Rabbein Azal tells us in chapter 80 in the Kudimran that real Shalom is when you're bringing together two things that are very opposite from each other. And the body and soul are very much opposite from each other. And when they are both brought together and attached in a human being while the person is alive, that's an example of shalom, of peace. And when the soul leaves the body, that's a dismantling of this peace. And that's why we mourn and we eulogize. Because Rav Nosan Zal here quotes the Yaris Dvash, that when a eulogy is being said over a person who passed away, that draws the soul of that person who passed away back down. And the light of the soul comes back and becomes reattached to the body of the person who passed away. And this explains also why the Gemara makes such a major issue about a eulogy being said over the passing away of tzaddikim. When such a eulogy is said, the one who says it and those who listen to the eulogy, it benefits them in a major, major way to be zorched to do tshuva. On a simple level, by hearing about all the good, the good deeds that this tzaddik did during his lifetime, and by the one who's eulogizing, expressing pain and sorrow over the loss of this tzaddik, this inspires us and motivates us to do tshuva. Because 
as a result of the eulogy and our visiting the Kvarim of Tzadikim and prostrating ourselves on the Kever of the Tzadik, and the person visiting the Kever of the Tzadik cries and expresses deep longing and yearning over the fact that this Tzadik has passed away, so that we no longer have a leader among us who can help us do tshuva, this arouses and activates the soul of that tzaddik, and the soul of the tzaddik returns and becomes reconnected to the body, as is known in Sifre Kabbalah, this is one of the main main reasons for doing hishtatchus on, on a kever. Because the Gemara tells us that a tzaddik is greater in death than during his lifetime. So if during his lifetime he was an example of shalom, based on this bond between the body and the soul, then after his passing away, it could become even greater. And the Gemara tells us, Tzadikim, after they passed away, are still considered living. They're called alive. Rav Nosanzal says, therefore, to, to summarize and, and clarify what we're talking about here, as a result of the eulogy and people coming and visiting and prostrating themselves on the kever of a tzaddik, we restore and return the light of the holy neshama, we bring it back down. And the soul becomes very, very attached to the body of the person who passed away, and we reinitiate this shalom that existed while the person, while the tzaddik was living. And this peace <coughs> that's achieved, and the, the light that comes from the union of the soul with the body after the tzaddik passed away as a result of the eulogy and the shtatchus is greater than the peace and the bond that existed between the soul and the body when the tzaddik was living. Ki kol because the further apart that two opposites are, when they're brought together, it generates a higher level peace than if they weren't so far apart. Because as Rabbi Nezal said, real peace is achieved when you're dealing with two things that are opposite from each other. So the more opposite they are from each other, the further away from each other, when, they, when they're brought together, it, general, it generates a higher peace. 
‫וכל מה שהשני הפוכים רחוקים ביוסר, ‫כמו כן השלום גודל ויוקר יוסר ‫כשחוזרים לסחרמם יחד. ‫The more these two opposites ‫are further away from each other, ‫the greater and more precious ‫is the shalom that's achieved ‫when they're brought back together. ‫ואלקין אחר ההסתלקוס, ‫and therefore, after a tzaddik passes away, ‫שעוז הנשמה רחוקה מהגוף ‫ומאוילם הזה בתכלס הריחוק, ‫whereby the first... The first step after a tzaddik passes away is that the neshama rises and it becomes f- as far away as possible from the body and from this physical materialistic world. That's every person, but especially if we're talking about the neshama of a tzaddik. And especially if we're talking about the soul of a very, very great holy tzaddik, whereby when he passes away, his soul rises up to the highest, highest places where it goes up to. And the body is buried under the ground, several feet under the ground. So at that point in time, when this tzaddik passes away, his neshama and body are as far as part as they can possibly be. And therefore, through the eulogy, through, by people coming to visit the kever of the tzaddik, which brings the neshama of the tzaddik down and reunites it with the body, through this, there's a much higher level sholem that's generated. And that's why the Gemara says that tzaddik is greater in death than during his lifetime. Because during his lifetime, his, the union between his body and soul generated a million watts of sholem. After his passing away, if we can reconnect the soul to the body, it generates a billion watts or a trillion watts of sholom. And therefore the tzaddik now, after he passed away, has much greater power to bring the whole world to tshuva, to serve Hashem, much more so than when the tzaddik was living, as a result of the major, major sholem that the tzaddik is to now after he passed away. As the Pesach says, There will come peace, they will rest upon their resting place. Showing us that when the tzaddik passes away, there's a major, major shalom that's generated if we eulogize him, if we visit the kever of the tzaddik, and thereby bring the light of the tzaddik back down. And as the Gemara says towards the end of Ksubas, When a tzaddik passes away and leaves this world, three groups of angels come towards him. 
And they say to him, and the Gemara says there the different things that they say to him, and one of the things that they say is, Yavoy Shalom, let there come peace. Ki Ikarahu Hashalom, because the most important thing is Shalom. Shehu Bechinas Hiskashus Vehaoras Haneshama Baguf, Afli Achar Histalkus, Beyeser Seis Beyeser Oz. This is referring to that bond and that light that the neshama shines into the body even after the person passed away much, much more powerfully than during his lifetime. Because the truth is HaTzadik HaGodol a really great Tzadik Even though when the Tzadik passes away the neshama rises up to wherever it rises up to Afalpikein, despite that, Rabbein Azal tells us in chapter 7, in the second half of Likut Imran, Iker hashlemus shetia lemate gamkein. The real perfection and greatness of a tzaddik is that even when he leaves the world, he's down here, he remains down here also. Kamashikos of Rabbein Azal, as Rabbein Azal writes over there in Likut Imran. Based on the Pasik that Dovra Melo said, Ogura Ba'oholcha Oilomim. Hashem, let me live in your tent, Oilomim, in two worlds, in both worlds. He wanted to exist in both worlds at the same time, that even after he passed away, his his Nishama is still connected to this world. Ki Adaraba, because just the opposite of what you might think. Because the tzaddik is on such an incredible, awesome, high level, that's what enables him to go further down, to go down, 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 and to be able to elevate and, and lift up those people who are in the lowest, lowest places, who are the furthest ones away from Hashem. Because as a result of the incredible Sholem that's generated now, after the tzaddik passes away, when we're able to do these things to, to bring him back down, to bring the light of the tzaddik back into the guf, this enables the tzaddik to bind and to draw everyone close to Hashem, even those who are very, very far from, from holiness. Any questions, please? Good morning, Rav Nassim. Good morning. The, the tikkunim that the Nishama has over the various stages in the first 11 months, 12 months, etc., and afterwards, how is that happening if they sort of can't be ascending because they bound down here still, or that's part of the tikkun? How does that sort of piece work? My, my first answer is, when I find out, I'll let you know. My second answer is, it means that both of these things are going on simultaneously, and it's not a contradiction. That on one hand, when a tzaddik passes away, his neshama rises to the highest, highest places. 
And at the same time, as a result of our eulogizing the tzaddik, speaking about the tzaddik, and quoting his words, and, and, and inspiring people to tshuva by telling about the greatness of the tzaddik and expressing our sorrow over this great loss, as a result of that, as a result of the hesped, and as a result of people visiting the kever of the tzaddik, and Rav Nassim is going to go into this more now, this actually allows the neshama of the tzaddik, or part of the neshama, could be there's a part that remains above, or certainly a major part of the neshama of the tzaddik, to come down, to come down and plug back into his body, and thereby generate this shalom between two incredible opposites, and generate this incredible bright light. And Rabbi Nezal told us in Torah of Ches that when there's an incredible shalom, that enables the whole world to come to tshuva. So this is what enables the tzaddik to be involved in bringing people to tshuva after he passed, passed away. Thank you, Rav Nossam. And is this, <clears throat> understand on the yacht side, maybe there's more presence of the tzaddik's neshama, but any time a person goes, it just will be there, it's always there, there's a hashra there, or we need to do something, even if it's not a tzaddik, if it's just a, you know, a, a loved one or something, the how do we activate the, this mechanism, please? The answer is, if it's a great, great tzaddik, like Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoi, Zal, like Mama Rochel Imenu, when we go to places like that, we don't need to do anything to assure that there's a presence of a tzaddik there. We know 100% that there is a presence of a tzaddik. When we go to loved ones or more recent rabbis, there it's brought, I believe Rabbi Nezal says this or the Arizal says this, that it's a very good idea because there are times that the neshama of the nifter is not necessarily there and is not necessarily aware of somebody coming to visit them. And therefore, one of the ways to ensure that I'm doing whatever I can, that the neshama should be aware, is by taking out a coin or a certain amount of money for tzedakah, because in a cemetery, there, there are always some neshamas that are present. And these neshamas can't do mitzvahs anymore. So if a person offers them a partnership and a mitzvah, they'll jump at it, they'll do anything to share. So if the person says, I'm going to give this to tzedakah, on behalf of any of the neshamas that are here, that'll go and form my grandfather or whoever it is, whoever the person is, the kever that they're visiting, that I'm here at their kever and I want to say Tehillim here, I want to learn here, and I, I'd like their neshama to be present, those neshamas respond instantaneously. They fly, they Google. We, we're joking, you know, today we know this concept of Google, you can search for anything and find it very quickly they can find very, very quickly that neshama, and if it's at all possible for that neshama to come down, that neshama comes down and is present at the grave, at its grave, during the time that the person is saying Tehillim there, during the, person, the time that the person is being mispala. Thank you, Rav Nassim. I don't want to be hogging the mic, but a part of my question is motivated by, let's say, the... the, the we're not resurrecting the soul of him. Like Novi talks about, you know, Shula Novi came back and he said, you know, who's messing with me and all that? Like, what, what are we doing and what are we not doing? 
The answer is the method that was used in that story of Shmuel Anavi, where, where Shol HaMelech went to a Balas Oiv. He went to a woman who had this knowledge of sorcery and knew how to bring down the soul of a person who passed away through methods of Tumah. That's something that's forbidden. Or the Torah speaks about Doirei Shel HaMesim. This is discussed in the Torah. But what's being described here is purely within the framework of Kedusha, and it's something that, that the Neshama loves, that Tzaddik loves this, and that Tzaddik benefits from this in a big way. Rab, Rab Nelson Zal writes in other places in the Kuti Halachas that when a Tzaddik passes away, he's in Gan Eden, how can he rise to higher and higher levels if Rabbein Azal tells us in Likud Imran, chapter 22, that there always has to be a Yerida before an Aliyah? So Rav Nosanzal says one of the ways that, that the tzaddik achieves this is when people come to his kever and the tzaddik is brought down, is brought down, and the tzaddik goes down to that person, to however far down that person is to lift that person up, that yurida for the tzaddik, that temporary yurida for the tzaddik, allows the tzaddik to reach all kinds of new heights, to keep climbing higher and higher. Thank you very much. So one is a method of Tumah, going against the Torah. One is a method of the highest levels of Kedusha. But here again, we, we, we include the warning that when a person goes to a kever of a tzaddik, always to remember, we're not davening, never to say those words, I'm, we're davening to the tzaddik. Never ever. Even those people, even those who have the approach that we want the tzaddik to be mispalel on our behalf, we want the tzaddik to defend us in heaven. We're asking, we're, we're speaking to Hashem, and we're asking Hashem in the merit of the tzaddik here. Or if we're addressing the tzaddik, we're addressing the tzaddik based on his relationship with Hashem. We're asking him to act on our behalf before the heavenly court, you know, to Hashem. There's, there's, it's a very delicate, fine line there. And now Rav Nosanzal makes this stronger and clearer in paragraph Dalit now. Vialkain, and therefore, based on what we're saying here, Hudovor Godoil Meoid Meoid Leharbois Lelech Al Kivreit Sadikim Amitim. It's a very, very big thing to go a lot to the graves of, tzad, of true Sadikim. Now, this, there's two messages here. There's one message that there are those people who visit a kever of a tzaddik once in their life. You know, or one, on one of their trips to Eretz Yisrael, they go to a kever of a tzaddik, and I did that, you know, and now, now I'm coming for other things. Rav Nelson is using the wording laharbois, laharbois, dovor godol moid moid, laharbois to go a lot, to go often. And, and also even regarding going to Uman for Rosh Hashanah. There are people who think, I go to Uman for Rosh Hashanah once, and I, I did it. The wording here is, Laharbois And at the same time, there are people who read this line and don't learn, and don't, don't do other mitzvahs, because they love Kivrei Tzadikim, and, and they, 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 that's what they like, that's what they enjoy. Remember, this is page 441. There's a page 440 and 439 and 438, and there are pages after this. 
when Rav Nelson Zal uses the word laharbois, it doesn't mean that a person shouldn't learn Torah or shouldn't do other mitzvahs. It means to know that this is a major item and, any t- and the time that a person invests in this is not bittel Torah. This is a huge, huge item in Yiddishkeit. Because as a result of our coming to the holy, holy place where these tzaddikim are buried, Shehu Bechinas Eretz Yisroel, which Rabbein Azal writes in Likut Imran, that the kever of a tzaddik outside of Eretz Yisroel is like Eretz Yisroel. Kamashikosul tzaddikim Yirshu Eretz. Tzaddikim inherit Eretz. Their place is a Bechina of Eretz Yisroel. And as is brought in the name of the Baal Shem Tov, that he said this, that the, the kever of a tzaddik is like the Kedusha of Eretz Yisroel. Eretz Yisroel, who Eretz HaChayim VeHasholim. And we know that Eretz Yisroel is called the land of the living, the land of peace. This was the tefillah of Dovah HaMelech pleading with Hashem that I should be zeicher to go before Hashem in the Artsoy Sachaim in Eretz Yisroel, which is called the land of Chaim. So if we say the kever of a tzaddik is Bechina Eretz Yisroel, it means it's, it's a place of life. The Chaim who Bechina Sholem Kanal. And we saw earlier that when a person is alive, then there's a major Sholem going on at that time between two opposites, between the body and the soul. And as it says in the Novi Malachi, Brisi hoiso itoi hachayim v'hasholim. Hashem says, my covenant was with him, life and peace. So we see chayim and sholim go together. V'yalkein anu mispalim sim sholim toivo uvrocha chayim. And that's why in the final brach of Shmon Esrei, we put these two together, Shalom and Chaim. Ki iker hachayim hu hasholim. Because real living is when there's this peace. Shehu bechinas hischabur shnei hafachim. When two opposites come together and cooperate, work together in a good way. Hischabrus haneshama baguf. The connection, the union between the soul and the body. The connection between tzaddikim who are on a very, very high level with complete rishoyim. In order to bring them close to Hashem. And to bring them to complete tshuva, as in the case of Moshe Rabbeinu and Yisroel. And as a result of every single person coming to the kever of a true tzaddik, as a result of the crying and the praying that people cry and plead at the kever of a tzaddik, that really awakens and activates, turns on the neshama of that tzaddik, and it allows that tzaddik to shine brightly down below in this physical world.
Because the Zohar Kodesh says, Tzadikim are more available and, and are found more in this world after they pass away than during their lifetime. They have a greater presence. As it says in the Zohar Kodesh, and through this, we bind the neshama of the tzaddik more, in a, more powerfully to this world, even more powerfully than during his lifetime. And we increase the shalom to a greater level. And through this, we're able to draw the whole world to tshuva, to serving Hashem. So Rav Nosenzal is highlighting here how significant this issue of going to Kivrei Tzadikim is and what it accomplishes and what it does to the, to the Tzadik. Any questions? Now, Rav Nassim is going to ask a powerful question because over there in Likut Imran in chapter 28, which this halach is based on, Rav Nassim is going to review here and show us that the shalom is associated with song, with singing, which seems to be an expression of joy and happiness. And we find when people go to Kivrei Tzadikim, there's a lot of crying, there's a lot of broken people expressing all of their pain and suffering and their broken-heartedness. So now Rav Nosenzal says, paragraph A, V'yafalpi she'ikar ha'sholim na'ase al-yidei ko'ilorino, even though Rabbi Nosenzal explains over there in Likud Imran that to generate this peace, this world peace, it's accomplished through the sound of song singing, as Rabbi Nezal writes over there, as the Pesach says, Shir Hashirim Asher the song of songs which is for Shloimai HaMelech. And the Gemara says, Shloimai is Lamelech Shahashovam Shalom. Shloimai is Miloshin Shalom, peace. So we see the connection between song, singing, and peace. Look over there in Likut Imran, where Rabbi Nezal speaks about this. Afal Pikein, despite that, Derech HaSholem Lehislabesh Bemerirus. Rabbi Nezal also says over there in Likut Imran that it's the nature of Sholem to cloak itself in bitterness. Bebechinas Hine LeSholem Mar Mar. This pasuk says, connects Sholem to bitterness. I'm so bitter. Bechinas Shabbos b'moron And as the Gemara tells us, the mitzvah of Shabbos, which is associated with Shalom, Shabbos is called Shabbos Shalom, we were given the commandment of Shabbos in a place called Mora, bitterness. And Rabbi Nassau quotes this over there in Likut Imran to teach us that Shalom comes through bitterness. K'may Shemavur as Rabbi Nassau explains over there, this explains the eulogy and the mourning over a, a person who passed away. 
The eulogy, we're not singing happy songs at a eulogy. A eulogy is an, ex- and the eulogy and the mourning, the seven days of mourning and the shlech is all an expression of, of how, how we feel bitter about the loss of this person. As the Pasuk says in the Novi Omois, and the end is like a bitter day, a day of bitterness. So when a person comes to an end, when a person passes away, there's bitterness over there. Not depression, chas v'shon, but there's a certain bitterness, pain. This also explains the crying and the bitterness that people express when they cry bitterly at Kivrei Tzadikim. We know we see this at Kevarachel. You'll hear very often, by, especially on the women's side, you'll hear women crying very, very bitterly when they're, when they're davening for things that are very, very important to them. Or as they say on Lad Boimer, for example, when you visit Miron, when you go to the Kever of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoi, they say that inside it's Yom Kippur, outside it's Simchas Torah. Outside in the courtyard there's dancing and using and singing, it's tremendous joy. But inside you see people crying with tremendous broken heart, davening for the things that they need. The reason for this bitterness is also for it to play its role in restoring and drawing that sholom shehu mislabesh bemerirus. This sholom is cloaked in bitterness. And as a result of first going through this stage of bitterness and brokenheartedness, that, that downer leads into an upper. That becomes a springboard for simcha. As Rabbein Ezra writes in Sichoi Saran, paragraph 45, that when a person has his spoiledus, and they're having this spoiledus with a lev nishbar, a real broken heart, but not atzvus, not depression, Broken heart goes together with optimism, with a certain positivity. Rabbi Nezal says the way that you'll be able to recognize that is if when the person comes out of the Espoiridus, they're feeling happy, really genuinely happy. Happiness, relief. V'simcha hu bechinas koyorina. Joy and happiness is this song. Bechinas asorimininigina, the ten types of song. Which are activated through the true tzaddik. And this explains the reciting of Tehillim. Where one of the main things that we do at Kivrei Tzaddikim is to recite Tehillim. As is brought in the name of the Baal Shem Tov. That the Baal Shem Tov is the one who gave the instructions that people should recite paragraphs of Tehillim at Kivrei Tzadikim. And this also explains the special ten chapters of the Tikkun Akloli that Rabbeinazal revealed. And Rabbeinazal instructed us to recite those ten chapters at his gravesite. 
as is brought in Sichoi Saran, paragraph 141. Because ten chapters of Tehillim correspond to the ten different types of song that comprise the whole Sefer Tehillim. Shehem, which are Ashrei, Maskil, Mizmor, it's Hallelujah. And these ten types of song are an expression of joy and happiness. As it says in chapter 92 in Tilim, referring to the ten, these ten types of song, which are all about Simcha. Kisimachtani, unegina, verina, the simcha, heimbechina shalom, and all of these different types of song and joy are all connected to shalom. Bechina shira shirim, asher l'shloimoi, as it says, the song of songs, which is to shloimoi, to shalom. Ukemayshakosim, and as the pasuk says, ki v'simcha seitzeyu uveshalom tuvalun that with joy you will get out, you'll be able to get out of darkness, get out of exile, get out of problems, and with peace you'll rejoice. The mountains and valleys will sing with song. However, because Rabbi Nezal also says over there in Likutimran that it's the nature of Sholem to be cloaked in Marirus in bitterness, al kein al pihoroiv noyagen lehismar mermoid al kivrei al kivrei atzadikim b'marirus gadol ubeleiv nishbor moid moid. That's why majority of cases, a majority of times, you will see people expressing major, major bitterness at the kivrei tzadikim and and with tremendous broken heart. And it's through that bitterness that becomes again a springboard for this, the peace and the song and the joy. Because they are one, they go together. And this is what enables us to draw the entire world close to Hashem, to serving Hashem properly, through the incredible peace, peace that's increased and generated through the procedure that we described over here. Any questions? question in, this, in, the, in the chat, can we explain how the concept of shalom as peace between two opposites works? For example, if one, in, in, a, in the example of a couple, if one of the spouses likes to have guests 
and the other one doesn't, or one likes to save money and the other one likes to spend, they can compromise, they can reach a compromise, but there'll be less peace than if they both like the same thing to begin with. This is what people think. This is, this is how it, what it seems like. But Rav Nusenzal is telling us a point here that's made in the Torah, that the real shalom, the highest shalom, is achieved when those who are opposites, knows the further apart they are, when they're able to come together and unite and work together, that's a higher level of shalom. It's not a matter of what, what feels good necessarily like. Wow, it feels great when we're all, agree- we're all in agreement with each other. That generates 50 watts or 100 watts. When you have a few people who all think exactly alike and they act exactly alike, that generates a 50 watt light. When you have people that are diverse, that are very different from each other, different, all kinds of differences, and they are able to unite together to find mutual things that they agree on mutually and to be able to bond together, that generates 5,000 watts. That generates a much higher light. That's a much higher level. It's a much greater accomplishment. That's the concept of male and female, which are opposites, chesed and gvura, which when we bring them together, that has tremendous power, tremendous power. One example of this is we know that one of the names of Hashem that's referred to as one of the holiest names of Hashem, it's called the Shem Ayin Beis, the name of 72. This is discussed, the Gemara mentions this towards the end of Sukkah, where it speaks about the tefillah that we say on Hoshana Rabbah. We say, Ani v'hoi hoishiyana. I and him, Hashem, please save me, save us. And, and the Gemara, the, the, the Rashi and Toysus explain that the word vohoi, vov hei vov, is part of a name of Hashem. There's a special name of Hashem that's comprised of 72 three-letter words. 72 three-letter words. Now, the number 72 is bigimatria chesed. 72 times 3 is 216, which is Gevura. So that this name of Hashem has 216 letters and they're, bro- they're, they're, they're put together as 72 words. So that this name of Hashem combines Chesed and Gevura. And that's part of what makes it so, so powerful. There's the Pasuk, Melchomo Hashem Ba'amolek Midor Dor. That Kaviochel Hashem is doing battle against Amolek from generation to generation, it's brought that the first letters of Melchama, Lashem, Ba'amolik, Mem, Lamed, Beis, is 72, which, is that, which tells us with which name of Hashem, Kaviochel Hashem, is doing battle against Amolik. So here again, the Torah teaches us that there's a much higher spiritual light that's generated when opposites come together than when, when those that are similar, when you have two that are similar and they are together. This is sort of related to the point we once made that, that one of the great tzaddikim said that, that the tikkun that Rabbeinazal and the other tzaddikim are making for the world is going to elevate the world 
to make it better than before the Eight Sadas, before the Pegama of the Eight Sadas. We're told at that time everything was perfect, everything was great. And as a result of the Eight Sadas, the eating of the Eight Sadas, there was breakage, you know, tremendous breakage of vessels and all that Shvira Sakelin. And, and the, the Sadiqim, the greatest Sadiqim, are going to make a repair that's going to make it better than new, better than had it never been broken. Persons say, what are you talking about? How can you compare anything that's broken, you know, to, to, to something new? And, and we've explained this in the past, that there is such a concept of something being fixed properly, really, really well, where it becomes even stronger than it was when it was first, you know, when it was brand new. Continuing, Rav Nelson Sal is going to still clarify this, this combination of the Merirus and the, the, the Simcha and Shalom. This is tied into one of the things that Rabbi Nezal mentioned in the chapter on the Kutimran of the chapter 28, which we touched on in the previous year, the Hadras Ponim, the beauty of the face, the light of the face. By which we're zoichet to peace. Because when we talk about the beauty of a person's face, the light of a person's face, while they're physically living, it's coming from the soul, the battery inside of that person that's giving them life. And when the person dies, the nistalekes haneshama, and the soul rises up, azai ponov moirikois, then a person's face changes color, chasushon. They turn blue, and you know, rachmar al-Islam, if a person ever saw a corpse, or a person if, right after they died, the face is not a regular shiny face. That's the opposite of this beautiful face. However, as a result of us restoring and drawing that light of the neshama back into the body, even after the, the person passed away, this allows the face of that person that passed away to shine once again, even after they passed away. As the Pasuk says, Those who are beloved Hashem, they're like the sun coming out in all of its full power. Nimza. So this tells us that the tzaddikim are zeichet to this light of the face, this beauty of the face, even after they pass away. As a result of us mourning their passing away and eulogizing them and visiting their graves, this enables us to really, really draw that neshama into the body. And that allows the beauty of the face of this tzaddik to shine even more brightly than it did during his lifetime, in a sense. And this generates shalom. 
which is a cure for everything, l'chol nefesh l'chol to for spiritual illnesses and physical illnesses. And when we're able to cure and heal everybody, by this we're able to draw people close to Hashem. Remember, we have that pasuk that we say, that Hashem extends a greeting, a double greeting of peace, peace, to the one who was originally far and decided to come close. And the last were and I will heal him, I will cure him. So the cures come through this. And this is also what the Navi promises us, that Hashem will replace, for the mourners of Tzion, Hashem will replace their ashes with beauty. Ki hatzadikim nikroim tzion. The tzadikim are called tzion. Al shem shemitsuyonim bemitsuyisumaisim toivim. Because they excel. The word mitsuyan means excellent. The word mitsuyan means outstanding, very, very visible. Tzadikim are called tzion because they are mitsuyonim bemitsuyisumaisim toivim. Kemoshikosov, as it says in chapter 87 in Tilim, Oyhev Hashem Sharei Tzion. Hashem loves the gates of Tzion. V'dorosh Rabbi Seinazal and the Gemara says in Brachas, She'orim ha-metsuyonim ba'alocha. This means those gates which are outstanding in studying halacha, which refers to the tzaddikim. V'chol ha-mesabel u-masped aleim u-misgagerem. And any person who mourns the passing away of a tzaddik and eulogizes the tzaddik and yearns for that connection to the tzaddik, through this we draw the neshama of the tzaddik back down. Because as Rabbi Nezal explains in chapter 31 on the Kuturan, when a person yearns, really has strong yearning for something, they draw a nefesh down to themselves. Today is Erev Shabbos Kodesh. This is all incredible that we're learning this today on Friday. Because the Gemara says, and the Sifrei Kabbalah make it clearer, that on, fr- on Shabbos a person receives a Neshama Yaseira. How? How, do, how does a person get that Neshama Yaseira? So the Arizal explains that on, in the Friday night davening, when we say, Vishamru, Vishamru v'nei Yisrael HaShabbos, the Jewish people will respect and, and guard and uphold the Shabbos. To establish Shabbos for generations as an eternal bond between us and Hashem. Because Hashem created the world in six days, and on the seventh day, Shavas, He rested. Vayi nofash, and then everything was complete. Vayinofash means everything was complete. The Gemara says that the word vayinofash is vay of nefesh. That when a person receives this nefesh yisera, the person says, oyayoy, oyayoy, I'm only going to have this for a short period of time. I'm only going to have this for one day, this day of Shabbos. 
Woe is to me when I'm going to lose this nefesh, when I'm going to have to give it back to Hashem. And the Arizal explains that that vayu nefesh, that feeling of oy oy oy, this, I'm not going to have this forever. This is going to leave me. The yearning that that generates is what brings upon the person that nefesh yaseira, that neshama yaseira. Because yearning is an expression of desire, rotsayim. And the word nefesh means rotsayim. We've mentioned this many times. Avram Vina says to the if you want to allow me to bury my wife, so nefesh is rotsayim. The more rotsayim we have, the more nefesh we have. So as a result of the yearning, when a person visits the kever of a tzaddik, and a person feels a yearning, wow, I wish I could come close to this tzaddik. I wish I could have the best kever. That yearning draws down the nefesh. That brings down the nefesh in an incredible, powerful way. And through this, as a result of causing that tzaddik's face to shine, the person doing this is to heoras ponim, to this lit up face, bechinas peer tachasefer, where Hashem replaces the ashes, the mourning, the sorrow, with peer, with beauty, with joy. Peer zebechinas hisparos. The term peer is synonymous with hisparos, which means beauty, pride. Bechinas hadras ponim. That's the beauty of the face. Instead of ashes, replacing the morning, which means that you had to have the morning first. It's a two-step procedure. First, there's the bitterness, the morning. There's the person crying and expressing their pain at the kever of the tzaddik, and then it results in this hadras ponim, in this simcha, in this tremendous joy, in this peer. Nanot, Rabbein Ezal said that tzaddikim are called tzioin. The word tzioin is bigematria yosef, exactly. We know that yosef is the symbol of tzaddik, and that's this term tzioin. Tzaddikim are called tzioin, and their gravesite is called a tzion. Usually we don't use the word kever. We say, I'm going to the tzion. I'm going to the kever of a tzaddik is referred to as tzioin for all of these reasons. Because again, Tzioin is Bigimatria Yosef, which is the Tzaddik. Okay, maybe just this next parable, because Rav Nosanzal closes this. Ki now he makes it perfectly clear that this is a two-step procedure. Ki betchilo Right away, when a, tzaddik, when a person passes away, or a Tzaddik passes away, step one is expressing grief, bitterness, sorrow, and to follow all of the laws of mourning. And although all of the laws of Avelis are the opposite of a shiny face, when a person's in mourning, their face is not glowing, their face is sad, there's a sadness on the face. Despite that, the main reason for all of these laws of mourning is to restore that beautiful face. 
because of the fact that a Jew passed away, and every single Jew is an aspect of Tzadik, the Jewish nation are all Tzadikim, and each and every Jew, based on their level, based on their connection to this Sholem, that's what enabled that Jew to participate in bringing a part of the world close to Hashem, bringing certain people close to Hashem. Because we said to bring people close to Hashem requires Sholem. And now when this Jew dies, the Nestalik and rises up, which we mentioned before, that's a, a spoilage of the Sholem. Now the body and the body and soul are being de- disconnected, detached. Kilkul had responded, which means it's a spoilage of this beauty of the face. Kiponov Moirikos, because number one, the dead person, their face turns to not a non-beautiful color. And so too the, the person in mourning, their face is not glowing with joy and happiness. That's why we have to now restore this Sholem. And because Rabbi Nezal teaches us over there in the Kutumran that it's the nature of Sholem to be cloaked in bitterness, therefore we have to express this bitterness and cry and mourn over the person that passed away and to sit on the ground or to sit on something that's not higher than three tefachim off the ground this is what the Pasuk says in Eov chapter 16 I dirtied my carny, my beauty with, with dirt through these expressions of bitterness and mourning, we're showing that the Hadras Ponim has been damaged as a result of this person passing away. And by doing this, by following these laws, we draw the soul of that person who passed away back down. And we elevate that, that soul to this light of the faith, this oil haponim, and we restore the shalom, the shalom that existed while the person was alive, the shalom between the body and soul. We restore that shalom and we bring that shalom through this bitterness. By, by following the, the bitter laws of mourning. And that's why the Pasuk says, <coughs> beauty will replace the ashes. <coughs> Note, there's got to be ashes. It's going to replace the ashes. It's <coughs> Because as a result of us embarrassing ourselves, 
by not smile, not looking joyous and happy, and not washing ourselves, bathing ourselves the way we do usually to, to, to shine and glow. An Ovel doesn't do those things. Through this, this shame and this bitterness, we're to this hadras ponem, this beauty, and we're to a greater shalom than that which was achieved during that person's lifetime. Any questions before we close? Wishing everybody a wonderful Shabbos. We should be zoicha Shabbos Shalom. That Shabbos should bring Shalom into our homes, into Klal Yisrael, and be zoicha to the refuos that come from Shalom, the urefosiv, as we said before, and be zoicha that we, together with the whole world, should be zoicha to a final tshuva shleima, which will bring about the geula shleima. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rishon. Thank you, Rebbe Nassim. Sure. Thank you.